Welcome to the Wildlife Around You Show, a casual nature podcast with your hosts, Blaine and Lainey, both nature enthusiasts. Hello. Good afternoon. How are you? Doing very well. Good. How are you? Doing well as also. What kind of wildlife have you come across recently? A piggy squirrel. (laughs) What our family calls them. So we had some extra bird seed outside in our yard and one somehow got the little valentine heart off of the bird feeder we're not sure if birds like chewed through the ribbon or what but it was just sitting down it kept rotating it and so it just looked like it was holding a heart showing people (laughs) having a good time so what about you uh recently saw a caterpillar on the way home walking home from school with our daughter i stopped and looked at it is it Crawled along the sidewalk, trying to head for cover. That time of year again. Yep. So what kind of thing, what are we going to talk about today? Snails. Yay, snails. Sorts of snails here. Something that's very common most places you live. Yep. Even though there are lots of different kinds. So what can you tell us about snails? They are known as terrestrial gastropod mollusks with shells. Not to be confused with sea snails or freshwater snails, and slugs do not have sn- have shells. Um, in North America, there are about 500 native species of land snails. Yeah, so chances are good you've got some kind or multiple kinds of species around. Yeah. All different sizes. And when it rains, it's fun to watch the little baby ones crawl up our window and make the little trails. Um, The majority of land snails are pulmonates, meaning that they have a lung and they breathe air. Others have a gill. They all have a mantle, which is the flesh that holds everything inside the body and attaches to the shell. And they have one or two pairs of tentacles on their heads, which I would never have called them tentacles. I thought they were antenna. But anyway, the eyes are typically attached on the first or upper set of tentacles, and they do not have good vision. Yeah, I remember as a little kid just being fascinated by the eyes at the end of the tentacle and <laughs> being a boy, touching it and seeing the eye retract and then come back out. Like, Nothing like not the kindest to animals poking <laughs> them in the eye, but it's a young boy. It's fascinating to do. Yeah, or I liked picking them up and watching the whole body retract into the shell. Yeah, yeah. Their eyesight, mostly they just see blurry lights, lights and darks. The second set of those tentacles, or the lower set, acts as a nose, and both sets are retractable, as we talked about. The shell grows with them in size by a process of secreting calcium carbonate along the open edge and on the inner side for extra strength, which is fascinating because some animals just leave the shell and go find another one, but mm-hmm. these shells just continue to grow. They just slowly add that calcium carbonate onto it. The size and weight of the shell keeps them from growing extremely large and is used to determine the age. So where where do we go looking for snails? They like moisture. So any place that has darkness, marshes, woodlands, along the edges of ponds or bodies of water, um, flowers and vegetable gardens, under leaves, mulch, rock, um, logs in cracks and crevices, flower pots, and other yard fixtures. And they can travel from place to place slowly if they need to. 
mostly snails are moved through flooding and streams. Yeah. So I see a lot of them after rainstorms. Anywhere where there's something wet or decomposing, chances are pretty good. If you flip it over, you're going to find some snails. Yeah. Snails and really pulleys. Yeah. So the land snails with lungs have a full set of reproductive organs of both sexes and mostly clutches of eggs in the soil. They have a strong muscular foot and they use mucus to enable them to crawl over rough or sharp surfaces and keep them from drying out. The motion happens through succeeding waves of muscular contractions that move down the foot. They move at the speed of about one millimeter a second. So... Not breaking any land speed records. No. The mucus leaves a shiny slime trail behind them that can be visible for hours after they've passed. And that's, used to be fascinated by that because it's kind of iridescent, especially yeah. if it dried out. Like, what was that? It's shiny. Sit all over the, well, and, and when I was growing up, seeing it on the sides, like on our doors or on the side of buildings and just, what is that? And then finally feeling kind of stupid of, oh, it's from snails. Duh. Yeah, reminds me of the poem that I wrote in elementary school. Of a snail is, or no, it was about slugs, but they're mollusks that leave mucus behind. <laughs> it was really deep. It was deep. Yeah, if conditions get too dry for them, they estivate, which is a stage of sleep that's not quite as deep as hibernation, and they will stay that way until it rains. In the winter, many species do hibernate, in which their heart slows down from about 36 beats per minute to only three or four. And oxygen use is reduced to one fiftieth of normal. It's impressive. So now that we're heading back into spring and rains, we'll probably see a whole lot more. A whole lot more snails. Yeah. Which also explains why we don't see them when it's been dry for a while. Because even with dew, sometimes they'll come out. But and so. can you tell us about their families? Yes. So the age of sexual maturity, it depends on the species. I'm having a hard time with that word today. Species. Um, ranging from as little as six weeks to five years. So adverse environmental conditions, which affects all life um, forms, it can delay their sexual maturity in some of the, spa- the snail species. Um, most of the air-breathing land snails perform courtship behaviors before mating, and the courtship may last anywhere between 2 and 12 hours. Each brood can consist of up to 100 eggs, and they can lay as often as once a month. After two to four weeks of favorable weather, the eggs hatch. And tiny snails hatch from the egg with a small shell in place, which is just so fun. They're so little and cute. The shell grows spirally as the soft parts gradually increase in size, and most have shells that are right-handed and coiling or clockwise if you start at the center of the shell. Um, most land snails only live a year, but some larger species may live longer. There has been records of a snail in the wild living 10 years. That's amazing. And then in captivity, some have lived up to 25 years. Makes you wonder how long they followed that poor snail in the wild. <laughs> and how did, did they tag it? Like, <laughs> So what eats them? So lots of animals eat snails and they are used by humans for food in some cultures as well. Almost every group of land vertebrae preys on snails, and some invertebrates also prey on them, like leeches, flatworms, and some caterpillars. The most common enemies of land snails are small vertebrates, invertebrates, birds, and mammals. They are not usually victims of large animals. Uh, among the predators are flies, mites, 
millipedes, centipedes, some caterpillars, fireflies, leeches, beetles, their larvae, rats, mice, weasels, squirrels, toads, salamanders, turtles, blackbirds, turkeys, and other birds. So everything that's kind of that same similar size animal that's a carnivore will eat them. And not only that, they will also eat each other. In some cases, certain species, such as the ruminaconch shell, enjoy eating other relatives, usually garden snails. Yeah, pronounce that name. Yeah. Haplotrema concavum is an American carnivorous predator snail that, in addition to worms, enjoys eating other snails that may be of the same species. That is indeed cannibalism. (laughs) Which is frowned upon in most societies. (laughs) Many of the smaller species of snails end up eaten by larger ones. Predators will attack them according to their size and capabilities. Classic food chain mentality. Smaller ones like nematodes or larvae, it is relatively easy to enter by opening the shell and begin eating the snail. Bigger ones, bigger predators can crush them or make a hole in the shell to get the soft body out. Um, In some cases, snails are victims of predators introduced into their habitat. So animals that do not really belong and are invasive can be very dangerous. And you can see what happened to a snail species, Pseudocarapa white legi, highly vulnerable to the black rat, which was introduced in Australia in the early 20th century. This black rat has been key to the decline of the population of this species of snail. Yeah. One of the things you should remember from this podcast is you have to have a weird name if you're going to have a species of a snail. Yeah. Some species have more predators than others, either because of their physical characteristics or the habitat in which they live. Or I'll throw in there, maybe they just taste better. How do snails defend themselves? They may not look the most ferocious, but they are not completely defenseless. They can use strategies to, like, they can retract into their um, shells. They're not fast. When they feel danger nearby, they lock themselves into their shell and cover the opening with a layer of mucus called epiphram. They secrete um, extra mucus. When an animal attacks a snail, it releases large large amounts of mucus, perhaps to confuse or stifle the attacker. It is not confirmed if the secretions of land snails contain any toxic substances. They can also hide beneath the ground Um, It's always effective to disappear from your predators. They can live in areas with places to hide like rocks and plants. Some dwell in places difficult to access like cracks or crevices or in the ceilings of some structures. And then some have cryptic coloring. The shell of most snails is brown or light brown, which sometimes makes them hard to see. um, So they blend in. And then some snails prefer, prefer to escape from a direct attack. They can move swiftly if another snail is on top of them. Some manage to do it without their attacker noticing. Yeah, I would have to think that would be if another snail is attacking them. Yeah. Because that uh, move swiftly is probably relative. Yes. And I know that there are lots of um, societies around the world, a lot of countries that eat them, and they cultivate them for a food source. So humans are a huge threat to some snail species. Their consumption is common, and millions are captured and consumed for food annually. However, most snails used for food grow on farms, so the wild population isn't threatened. Hmm, that's good to know. With so many predators, you may wonder, how the heck do these snails continue to survive? Especially the gardeners and other stuff that are, like, cursing the snails. 
The fact that they can mate several times per year is very helpful. That they can lay 100 eggs at a time, that's another advantage. And even though they have a high mortality rate, their reproduction ratio is adequate to keep the number of snails suitable for survival. And many experts feel that the abundance of snails also helps to keep other types of animals thriving as well. As you can see from the list of predators, there is a lot of animals that can benefit from eating on these mollusks. What kind of things do the snails eat? Um, they eat leaves, stems, soft bark, fruit, vegetables, fungi, and algae, and they primarily feed at night on decaying organic matter. And they need a strong source of calcium, which is why they eat those specific things. Great. So there's several fun snail facts. <laughs> so snails are grown on farms in some places for use as food, like we discussed before. The largest land snail is the giant African snail, which can measure 7 to 12 inches. And the smallest is the Acmela nuna and can fit through the eye of the needle at about 0.7 millimeters. And this variety is extinct in the wild. Oh, Although I think it would be hard to find it in the wild as well. True. Uh, what other facts are there? So Roman soldiers used to carry snails for food. The mucus of garden snails is used to treat wrinkles, spots, and scars on the skin. It's amazing the things that people use for beauty. Vanity. Snails host several types of parasites that, while may not kill them, they are capable of affecting or killing their predators or animals. They eat the snails. And even humans who eat poorly cooked snails can become seriously ill. So, growing up, my dad's mom hate, like, hates snails. And whenever I would be outside doing something with her and she prefers to be barefoot, she would step on them with her bare feet and used to always gross me out of like, how can you stand to have that slimy stuff on your feet? And so that's one of my associations with snails. But she eated them and would make sure they always were taken care of. Yeah. Snails are also great for jokes. Oh, yes, they are. <laughs> So why do the French eat snails? I don't know why. They don't like fast food. <laughs> uh, how do snails fight? I don't know how. They slug it out. <laughs> and one of my favorite ones was these snails walked into a BMW dealership and they tried the Z car because they were tired of going so slow and they drove it around and got back in the dealer. Well, what do you think of it? We like everything about it, but you need to change the, the name of it. What do you want to change to? It needs to be the S car, not the Z car. Well, why? That way, when we pass, everybody can, can say, look at that S car go. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I love that one. And then the one of the guy who went and bought snails for dinner. Come on, guys. It's a long joke, so we won't tell it here. But you should look it up. It's pretty awesome. So you've probably come across snails. You may find them. Sometimes they're a nuisance. But now you know they actually have some benefits. Yeah. You can always follow us on Instagram at a Porter Explorer. We hope you enjoyed this episode and learned something new about wildlife that may be around you. To make sure you don't miss a future episode, please subscribe to our podcast and share it with friends. If you really liked it and are willing, please leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'd love to see what you have to say. You can find the show notes for all our episodes at a Porter Explorer dot com slash podcast so until next time we encourage you to get outside daily and see what is around you thanks bye